Thanks again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I am your host, Jerome. Um, We're on season two, episode number 11, right? And as we see, there is a lot to unpack um, that's going on in the African-American community. A lot to unpack. I mean... Right now, well, put it like this. Our last podcast, right, I talked about there's a difference between African-American leadership and the urgency of African leadership. And I've always been a, a man, a person that have always talked about togetherness. But. And I've talked about togetherness from a people standpoint, meaning that we could build as people. But black people are. When it comes down to building together. We're lazy. We're not focused. We don't see the sense of urgency. And we don't want to work together to have predictable outcomes. So what is a predictable outcome? Let's start there. A predictable outcome is two people. Joining together. That has went to college or got a trade, or started a successful business, having children, buying a home, and living productive, and living a productive life. You know, passing down um, land, money, and business to future generations so that they'll be able, that their children will be able to prosper. That right there is a predictable outcome. For the most part, that's how it should be on the surface. So why aren't black people doing that? Because we have so much rhetoric out here. Number one. The number one rhetoric that's going on now is. Black women telling black men they don't need each other. And I'm starting to realize there is a formula regarding this. Everything now, if you notice everything, almost every new trend. From almost from a social economic level or um, even from a musically a music level or from a political level. Have you noticed that those messages are being said by black women? I'm talking about the things that's being echoed to us. Have you noticed that? And also I want to let you know how one-sided the message is. Because it's always a woman going against a black man. I don't understand it. But now. See, this is the lazy part. Because. Black men, we will then. Start to combat that. And say, well, 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 well. And then before you know it, there's a big old finger pointing scenario. And I'm done. Newsflash, everybody. I'm not exactly sure if y'all don't, you know, if this is your first time, well, you know, uh, listen to my podcast. I'm done blaming black, uh, uh, white people. About some of the struggles that we have in our community as a whole. I'm done blaming them. 
I don't want to. Because guess what? That within itself is mentally lazy. That means that we can't figure things out. And right now, to be honest, we are in the biggest fight that we've been in, in my opinion, since Jim Crow. The biggest fight. Our history and our struggles have been have been desensitized. We're being told at one point in time, see, there was a trick that was going on. It was a lot of black women out here that were vibrating, echoing the sound. Oh, oh, I'll just have an abortion. Oh, I'll just have an abortion. My body, my choice. Until. <laughs> Listen closely until the real numbers came out. Until that it was estimated that the most predominantly growing population in the entire world is of African descent. And the fastest, one of the fastest declining populations in the world is the Anglo-Saxon population of the United States. The baby boomers. So guess what? All of those picket fences and stuff like that that you were seeing out and all of this fake ass outrage. Oh, that shit turned around really quick. Now, all of a sudden, you had states reversing the Roe versus Wade. Oh, no. Well, yeah, because they understand that power is in numbers. Just look. Just look. And if we had anybody that came out and spoke against that, you were attacked. I lost a good friend because of that, to be honest. Because I was letting them know. I mean, if you ever listen to my to my podcast, I'm definitely against abortion. Definitely. Wholeheartedly against abortion. Because why? You want to know why? Because our numbers are down as well. And they had been historically going down. See, don't nobody want to pull the real numbers back. But uh-oh, guess what's happening now? And see, this is the reason why I say that our leadership is, is downtrodden, is mentally beaten. We don't know what we're fighting for. We don't have different areas set up that can combat different things. We don't have a healthcare structure. Think about this. For the amount of African-Americans. We almost lost a whole generation in two years of COVID. For the amount of African-Americans that are passing away from cancer and heart disease alone. You would think and you would figure out. You would think that we would try to figure out something To combat those two things. But you know what we're doing? 
We're talking about who, who's going to eat the first piece of chicken in the household. Are you kidding me right now? These are real things. I told y'all back when Trump was in office. The amount of time that we're spending on boycotting and rioting. The amount of money that it took. We could have almost used those man hours. To reconstruct our own community. Police brutality is real, but. I told y'all. Exactly when all of this stuff is going on, I said, hey, listen, look. Y'all better listen to me closely and listen very, very well. We are not going to get anything out of this. Except a lot of, a lot of other black people going to jail. I told y'all that the um, Black Lives Matter movement was socially engineered. It, it was so crazy just to see how our people are excited off of emotion. This was all about emotion. Of course, George Floyd and all of that. Yeah, I understand that. But I let everybody know back then, hell, if we could get emotional about George Floyd being killed by a cop, we should also be just as emotional, just as driven when we see our sisters and brothers out here fighting. And then we had other people making excuses over that. Oh, well, that's different. That's different. It's not. And in actuality, it's more, it's even worse when we see another black person kill another black person violently. We know what the police going to do. I know some of y'all saying like, you know what, man, this dude right here be talking so crazy. Right. I told y'all there was a problem. With African Americans and the middle class. I let y'all know that y'all should not, that we should not be moving out of the hood. Why? Why shouldn't we be? Because we're building up somebody else's land. We're we're abandoning our own community. Right. Now, if you think about it, if you look at different places, Harlem is not Harlem anymore. The west side of Chicago. Is not the west side of Chicago anymore. We always want them to build something for us and then therefore we come there to occupy the building. We don't want to do the building ourselves. That was a time in in Chicago on the west side where you could easily could have bought a a, a two flat for twenty thousand dollars. And see, it took me a long time to understand the development part. I had people personally in my own family. Oh no, I wouldn't move to Chicago. I wouldn't buy that if I was you. It ain't worth nothing. Won't you do this? Won't you do this? Now, hmm, we're getting to the meat of the conversation now. When the Asians are buying up all the commercial real estate and all the homes or the Arabs or the Africans or the Anglo-Saxons or the Hispanics. 
Now everybody's just sitting back looking around, twiddling their thumbs. Where are we going to go now? Just look at the housing crisis for black people in Washington, D.C. In the DMV area. Those people don't know what to do. In every major area within the United States where there was a large concentrated group of African-Americans at, these people are displaced. I could, I could get Philadelphia, Chicago, Miami, Atlanta. Not too much in Memphis, though. Right, because we talked about the importance of what happened in Memphis and Orange Mound. These people built this community up down there. But that's, I don't want to get off subject. So now, now guess what? It wasn't enough that we had a large influx of Mexicans that come to the country from Mexico. That wasn't enough. There was an uproar. Oh, these people are taking jobs. Oh, this, oh, this. Still not enough for you to start to rebuild because of the so-called black and brown coalition. Only people ever say that is black people. Mexican people don't never say that shit. They're not against us, but they damn sure ain't trying to help us. Let's just keep it real. So just stop the bullshit with that. See, there are words that'll come through that are... That will make us less aggressive. Right. And see now. The powers that be are starting to think. Damn we never thought that it would end up like. This. Us trying to displace. And disenfranchise black people. But we never knew that we was going to have to deal with a whole nother. Population of people. And even they are starting to question themselves like damn. Hell, if we knew this was going to happen, we should have just dealt with the, with the black people altogether. And then that's when we can find satisfaction. We're like, well, well, you know what y'all done did this for so long. You know, now look. No. These people are playing for keeps. They're not. They're not coming over here playing. They're coming over here saying, hey, look, if we got to gather on up over here just for a little bit, we got to gather on up over here just for a little bit. Once we come out, we coming out swinging. We could create a whole nother market. As far as construction, as far as. um, As far as the food industry. The service industry. We create our own market. We, you know, what I'm saying we. Yeah, we've seen it done before. And yet and still, we still got these people. Oh, you know what? Just it's it's sad. It's sad. And now. This is how this is how, you know, that our spirit is so downtrodden. In this generation, as in, in today's world, look at look at the goals and ambition of our children. Do we really see it? Can we really honestly say within the next 15 years that our children, that the teenagers, by the time that they get 30, that they're going to be living a better life than what we're living today. The answer to that is no, ladies and gentlemen. We have not, in my opinion, we have not equipped them to be productive. Not even on a local level, more or less Regional, right? Because things get a lot more tricky then. Then national, 
Oh, and we ain't going to even talk about international. We know that they can't compete there then. And this is what I'm talking about, right? Another failure. I know y'all don't want, oh, well, you know what? Leave the kids. Another failure. When we talk about how important it is for us to have our own educational structure. It's good that Dion is doing good at Colorado. But the place that he would have took made the most out of it. Most definitely would have been Jackson State. But see, this is what I'm talking about, though. Those people acted so damn bad down there that the man had to get out of there. See all these black colleges around here. We should have we should have a committee of people saying, "Hey, look, we're gonna set up an overboard." Well, not an overboard, but a an accountability, a watchdog scenario to be like, "Hey, man, what are you guys doing with those funds down there?" Y'all already getting paid $100,000 a year. Some of y'all getting paid $150,000 a year. Are you stealing the money? No, well, you got to get up out of here. Because guess what? This is not about you. If you're not totally invested in the what? The children. The young adult minds. But see, here we are again. What's been being pushed to the young adult minds of black America? Sexuality. Promiscuity. Drugs. And violence. This is what I have. This is what my podcast is for. Because guess what? At this point in time, man, I'm 45 years old. Not on my watch, my G. I have to tell the what? The truth. We have black men out here. Black men, grown, solid black men that are fully, I'm sounding like Bubba Dub now, fully <laughs> invested in nothing but the drug trade. Gang banging, violence. Uh-uh. That's not it. See, we don't want to talk about that, though. From a real perspective. We don't want to talk about that. Because guess what? These men. Won't admit to their families that they're failures. They will. What they will do is, is they'll go out. And they'll recruit other people that's in a downtrodden scenario just like them. And they will put the beliefs that they have on these other young men. I'm not ashamed to say it. These gangs are not cool. Because guess what? Even they, with all the with all the malice and everything that they're doing, even they know they gotta get the guns from somewhere. They gotta get the drugs from somewhere. And now it's getting to a point to where 
even the hatred that they have for one another, they're starting to say like, damn, man, is this, is this worth it? Because guess what? It's other people that's coming in our communities, nationalities and different things like that. And they just like, hold on. We responsible for killing us. Damn, you ain't going to store. Yeah, it's really true. Y'all just. And see, this is what I'm talking about. The immigration problem. To me, it's not a problem. Right. To me, it's not a problem. I think that this was the best thing that could have happened to us as a people. Because now people are starting to say, hold on. Now you ain't comfortable with your daughter. And your son. Been in the same spot for, for the last 15 years. Y'all got three generations that's in housing projects. Can't be comfortable no, no more. If you ask, hold on, let me just, before I even move, you want to know why? Because you know what, when them people on, when them people on the West side say, Hey, look, the West side of Chicago said, Hey, look, we ain't going no more. Y'all not finna just dump this in our lap. See, now they starting to understand that really and truly that this is more to the story than those people come in. That we're in a battle of resources. This is what it's about. Because guess what? Eventually, those people from Venezuela, you better believe that they are going to start developing networks and different things like that with the Venezuelan. Everything is going to work its way out. Trust and believe that. There is a large population of Venezuelan people within the United States. 10,000, 20,000. Eventually, these people will work themselves into society. You can, you can bet your bottom dollar on that. They mad because the people going to be in there over there in the park. And they saying that the crime is going up and all of this other goofy shit. Are you kidding me? The west side of Chicago. Black people over there ain't scared. Or nothing. I know. I done been over there. But... They starting to realize that, hey, look, if these people starting to come over here, then guess what? One thing that black people are, they don't want to see somebody come to their area and start doing what? Better than them. Because guess what that's going to do? That's going to make them look what? Lazy. And then that's going to have a conversation about why were they able to come over here and outperform y'all when y'all been over here for the last hundred years? Y'all family's been over here since the 1940s. What are you guys doing? And we would have to hold that L. Because we've been holding it for the longest time. The importance of building on our own. I'm like, dang, for the longest time I was like, man, I'm frustrated. I'm seeing our people struggling. I'm mentally struggling because in my mind, I've been told, well, you know what? We don't, we can't get business loans. We can't do this. We can't do this. We can't do that. Then I started to think, well, well, what about if we finance it ourselves? Oh, well, a large percentage of black people in the United States every year receives a what? An income tax check. This is what I had proposed. Right? If you had 1,000 people, this is crowdfunding, right? Salute to Jay Morrison, by the way. You know what? Let me let me stop my podcast right now and say salute 
to Jay Morrison. There's a lot of black people out here calling this man a scammer. Because he decided to invest in commercial real estate and try to make the average everyday black person a boss in a corporation. The idea didn't exactly work. He was on the wrong side of real estate, so to speak. Guess what? If he would have been residential, they would have won. You have to understand when people are trying to do something and they're trying to build. Let's stop trying to poke holes in stuff all the time. Now, I'm going to let you know what if it was me, how I would have done it. Because really and truly, you only need a thousand people. Ladies and gentlemen. And this is what I'm talking about. We have so many people that's so smart. Every time something comes out, they could definitely, definitely find a problem that's going on with something. But why the hell ain't you coming up with some solutions? Stop doing that. One thousand people. One thousand. If 1,000 people can commit to $100 a month, not a week, $100 a month, how much is that? It's a hundred thousand dollars. It's 12 months in a year. That's one point. Two million dollars in just a year. Hell, we got people out here spending. Nine hundred dollars a month on a car note. We got ladies out here that's getting their hair done for four. For three and four hundred dollars. You're buying your children. Balenciagas and Jordans. You 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 have an extravagant prom send offs. That's costing you five thousand dollars. Some of them they doing it. Oh yeah, big old expensive meals and crab boils. You taking all these luxurious trips and all of this type stuff. Telling me that we couldn't find. A thousand black men and women that's dedicated for 12 months. Okay, Jerome, you got to, you, you were able to do that. Hallelujah. All glory to God. What do you mean, Jerome? What you finna do now? First thing is we incorporated. Real real estate development company. So now we got the 1.2. Now we get a loan. 1.2. Now if these fine men and women, you know what, let's just say we get a loan for 300K. Right? We got the money in the bank. The money is drawing interest. It's going crazy, by the way. The money, the interest on the money is going crazy. Monthly. It's going crazy. So by the end of the year, we probably got like more like 1.1.6. 1. 1. Yeah. As we start to grow and that interest start to compound, boom, 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 boom. Let's just say 1.4. 1.4. 1. 
1.4. Let's just stop it at 1.4. So now, you know, we go to the loan, scratch the, scratch the 1.2, we get 500000 First thing we're going to do, we're going to go to an area that we know that we could dominate the market. Right? We've been doing a deep dive on this. We could institute a program. This is what the empowerment is. We could institute a program with all black tradesmen. Or either just tradesmen altogether. But you definitely finna train these people. Our people. Why are you gonna train them? Because guess what? We gonna pay you. Start an apprenticeship program. All the real estate homes that we get for the low. We'll be able to buy wholesale. We're throwing our muscle around. Boom. We've employed people. We got houses. We got houses. Or if we really wanted to, we could build multifamily units. From the ground up, we got 1.2 million. From the ground up. These, this is in our community. We're empowering and resourcing our people and providing them with an opportunity for what a skill. And guess what? If those people don't want to work, then guess what? We can replace them. That's just in one year. That's just for $1,200 a month. I mean, $1,200 a year. A thousand people. Are you serious? We could go, we could go to the, we could go to the black bank in Chicago. Hey, look, man, we got a million dollars on hand. Work with us and we're going to continue to do what? Increase your deposits. Right? That committee that we were talking that oversight committee that I was talking about. Oh yeah, it's alive and well. Now see what from what it sounded like that didn't happen with Jay Morrison, and I don't know why or how it didn't happen, it didn't seem like they had a committee on how the funds were dispersed. One man can't be over everything. No. So now we could come through and we could start to do what? Monopolize on everything. Now, what's going to happen to the thousand people and the twelve hundred dollars that they put in? They're going to see. Now they're going to start to receive the profits. They could see the money growing already because it's in the bank. Dividends and shares, dividends and shares, or, or if we really own boss, we could look at a company. I mean, we could look at a community and say, Hey, look, every vacant house here in this community, we're buying it today. Or those, or those acres over there, all of those acres, all in this area, we're buying all of that. Wrap it all up. Yep. Wrap it all up. We're buying that. Wow. And we could start, these people could start to build right there. The money, a thousand people coming into a community is powerful. Not to mention if they making 70,000, not even, let's just say 55,000. Let's just say, for instance, if you have an influx of people coming into the black community, make a thousand people making $55,000. What? We'll be able to throw our weight around here. What you mean? The options are 
unlimited. This is just in one year. So that thousand people now, they got families now. So that thousand people, now it ain't grown to like 3,000 at least. So that, that $275,000 house that they was living in, if they really on board, I'm talking, I'm talking to people that's really trying to build. If they really on board, what? Hold up, man. You mean to tell me that I'm finna move from XYZ and I'm finna move to, let's just say Francis Jackson, Mississippi. Why would I do that? Or I'm finna move to a small area in Tennessee. Why would I do that? Because we could dominate there. That's why. Because we're putting our flag in the ground and saying this is us. Hold up. So what am I? Oh, that's right. I work, I work remote. I do. I can, I can actually move to this place in Tennessee. We could come down there. And before you know it, this is just one in the first year. Imagine two years. Imagine three years. What could come out of that? We still buying our properties. Huh? Before you know it, we didn't establish a whole used car dealership. A mechanic. A grocery store. We probably could screw up a hospital. A small one. Just off of th two years. We getting our money back. We training people. It's nothing. The opportunities are limitless when we come together. Do you see where the rhetoric can go? Are you getting excited? But instead of talking about things like that, we got a woman saying over here that guess what? If she makes more money than a man, that he ain't this and he ain't that. And she don't need him. And I'm a single mother by choice. Stop all of this foolishness. The men ain't nothing. And then we got some of these men that's out here. Some of them bitter towards women too. Stop all of this foolishness. I'm serious. Because guess what? This is what the lick is going to have to read. Yeah, then, right, now we'll be able to take the blindness off and be like, hold on, I can look down the road 15 years from now and say, yeah, I can see a better opportunity for my children. I can be able to look down the road and be like, you know what, hey, look, I'm I'm comfortable living because I'm on a solid ground. Really and truly, if you really think about it, I'm going to let y'all know something, right? If y'all watch the Chicago Bears game tonight, do you know how much you need to... The NFL has been around for 100 years. Do you know how much you needed to put down to invest in an NFL team? 100 dollars. I'm going to say that again. 100 dollars. The Washington Commanders just switched out a new owner. They just cashed out, dude. They sold the franchise for $6 billion. Do you hear me? 
Do you see the analogy? Oh my God, that I just put together. A hundred dollars a month for one year for a thousand people can have us out here on beast mode. Throwing our weight around. Oh yeah. If we're able to stay consistent. Think about the amount of jobs that we'll be able to create. Huh? Oh, you forgot that. We're going to be helping black people everywhere. This is going to be copied. This blueprint that I'm talking about will be copied. Salute to the brothers. That's buying all of that land out there in Georgia. Yeah. But they never thought that it could be done in urban America. And I'm giving the blueprint away. This is it. A black town with successful, skillful African-Americans is what our community used to look like. Now, every service that we need, we have to go out and get another race. So let me ask you this, right? How far do you think if we take this model up, How far do you think that the black dollar was circulating in our community then? Mm. Because once you have an economic base, then guess what? There is room for that. For that restaurant there for a black owned restaurant. Barbershops ain't going nowhere. So the barbershops are going to flourish regardless. There is enough room for that beauty shop. Right? Because guess what? Everything that we're going to be doing, huh? Hey, young man, you know what? Are you really serious? This is a conversation we need to be having. Hey, are you really serious? See, we don't have the ability to have these conversations right now. Are you really serious? Hey, man, look, talk to me in a year, right? We're going to subsidize your rent. If you want to, we can subsidize your rent, huh? Are you able to, are you able to, are you able to pay $500, $600 a month, man? If you serious, if you commit to going there, to going to this program and getting your auto license in regards to being able to be an auto mechanic, then guess what? You got a job, man. You got a job. And guess what? Hey, look, even if you don't want to work with us, your rent is going to go up. Know that. But at least we help you out. Do y'all see the power in that? Ah, young black men out here are lost. They buying fake diamonds for hundreds and thousands of dollars. No one is telling them. Hey, look, that's not cool, bro. You a whole goofy for that. Those diamonds aren't worth anything. They're ripping you off. If diamonds were so rare, then why does everybody have them? A busted down diamond is not a value. You feel me? Hey, man, I'm not finna talk all night, all morning, because it is morning. But I'd like to thank y'all again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I got down today, man, and I wanted to let y'all know that we have to work together. The jealousy, the envy, the hate, got to stop. Not going to stop. It has to stop. We have to get along because if not, I told y'all and um, shout out to uh, the great. And most knowledgeable, Sister Sharada, uh, um, what is it, Sharada Ali, the one that Kevin Samuels really got his blueprint from. A lot of y'all ain't knowing that Miss Sam, uh, that Mister Samuels, R.I.P. to him, got a whole lot of his information 
from her about holding black women accountable and doing all of this. It wasn't a black man that came up with that. It was a black woman. Okay. But she said that there's going to become a time that we're going to have to release every, all of this toxicity and say, Hey, look, we're going to have to come together, not based upon love, based upon survival because we're going to have to survive. You can take a whole lot from somebody. If like, Hey, Hey, look what you mean? It's rough out here. Hell no. Well, baby, we can work it out. Brother, we, yeah. Yeah. Because they already know it's cold outside. All of these people talking about, well, you know what? Black women are so educated in this and this and this. Hey, y'all, don't fool yourself. Because guess what? Little do y'all know, and this is not a dig against black women. This is more letting you know that you need you a good man at home to hold the household down because two incomes are better than what are better than one. Because black women are more likely to be evicted than any other population. See, when we really start to pull the pull the veil back, we see that at the end of the day, black people are still struggling. But y'all want to feel so uh, full of pride and think that you're exuding dominance over a certain population of people. But in actuality, the only thing that you do, only thing that you're doing is bringing your entire race down. Yeah. But thanks again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. Again, this is um, season two, episode number 11, man. Let's start to build today.